Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Everybody doing good this morning so far? How's your, uh, how's your New Year's going? Good? It's going good so far. Anybody already, uh, maybe you messed up your diet already? We're one weekend. Nobody? Good job, everybody. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> man, New Year's are always fun for me. I really enjoy the idea of starting something new. Uh, but, but also, mostly I enjoy the, the idea of doing maybe something better than I did it before. Uh, right? I, I look at 2023 and we spent the time kind of going back and saying like, okay, what did we do? Did it go well? You know, is there, is there a way we can do it better here this next year? Both as, as families, as individuals, as a church, we do the same thing. So I'm excited for the new year to come. Um, it's one of those things that, that, that we stop and we kind of figure out what are some things that we can add to our lives or what are things we can do different. Uh, many of you guys have already started a diet for the new year. How many of you guys started a diet for the new year? I did. I should hold up two hands because if there's a way to start two diets, I should do that. Um, uh, has anybody, uh, anybody started going back to the gym? A couple people started going back to the gym. Some of you all haven't been since last February and that's all right. We're getting into it, starting things new. We've set goals. We've put together a plan to try to do this year a little bit better than what we did last year. I'm reminded that when it comes to these things, when it comes to diets or when it comes to, uh, when it comes to working out, when it comes to making plans, it's always good to have a coach or an accountability partner or a friend to do it with you, Right? There's something about when it comes to, to a diet, man, I don't ever want to hear diet advice from somebody who's as big as me, okay? I love everybody, man, but it's one of those things like, like I want to see, I want to get diet advice from someone who's been there, who's been where I've been, right? When we go to the gym, we, we meet with a physical, not a physical therapist, what do you call those people? Personal trainer. We meet with personal trainers. They know what they're doing. They teach us what the correct way to go through it is, Life coaches, they help us plan through the I think it's good to have accountability. It's good to have encouragement. It's good to have someone to correct you and adjust you as you go through life. I think the same comes true when it comes to our spiritual man. We talked last week, uh, and I want to remind some of you that uh, in the beginning of this new year, starting actually tomorrow, is when we do our 21 days of prayer and fasting here at Coastline. We're committing to, to, to take something away from what we want. Some of us are, are doing the Daniel fast. Some of us are fasting sweets. Some of us are fasting social media. We're pulling away from the things that bring us comfort, the things that, that we enjoy to do to make sure that we put first foremost an opportunity to get closer and grow closer to God. And so as we embark on this this next week, I, I realize that one of the things that, that I want to do in this, that we need to do in it, and the first part of this, this series is to know God better. Because I think when it comes to my life, when it comes to where my spirit man, I know that God, I know that the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to help correct me along the way. He's going to help encourage me when I need encouragement. He's going to challenge me to, to rise to the occasion and do this year better than I did last year. And so I want to make sure I spend that time to draw closer to him. 
Today specifically, though, as we talk about knowing God, we're going to talk about, about many ways to know God and, the, and the, the steps we can take in knowing him here uh, next week when we start our What's Next uh, small group at 9 o'clock. But this week specifically, I want to talk about how we get to know him better through the word, specifically through, through the Bible, our holy Bible that we, we read and use. Now, when I talk to people about studying the Bible, there's a lot of people that they get kind of intimidated there, it's one of those things that's like, man, it's, it's a big book. There's, there's many words, and, and if, you're, if you're reading a certain version, there's words that you don't even know what, the, like thou and shout and hout and everything else in between that you don't know what it even means. It's easy to look at the Bible and get a little intimidated when you realize that it, it was written in three different languages over a period of 1,600 years by, in more than a different, uh, or more than a dozen countries on three different continents by almost 40 people to find out that it's 66 books really wrapped up into one, split into two different parts, 39 books in the Old Testament and and 27 in the New Testament. When you think of it as that there's 1,198 chapters in the Bible, it's easy to get intimidated and get to the point where, man, I'll I'll just find out about it at church. Or I'll, I'll, watch, I'll watch a little bit about it on, on YouTube. Or maybe, maybe here and there when I go to a small group, I might, I, might, I might listen a little bit here and there. But when I, when I look at what the Bible is, the fantastic tool that it is, I believe so very much that it's God's words being spoken to us. And that although they, they meant a specific thing hundreds of years ago, I believe it's alive and well and, and, and continues to move with us for what we're going through. And I think that when it comes to the times in life in which we need coaching, we need the cheerleader, we need somebody to, to encourage us, we need someone to challenge us to do better, to correct us, I think nothing will come better than hearing it from God himself. And so for this year, when it comes to, to the beginning of this year, the beginning of this series, when it comes to knowing God, I think it primarily comes through the word. And so I want to give you three ways today, three ways that I believe you can know God better, specifically through the word. My hope is that, that these three ways will give you the courage to take your next step in your relationship with him and draw closer to him, specifically through the reading of, of his word. So the first point I want to make is this. Uh, I believe it's important for you to make time. Look at your neighbor upside the head and say, make time. Make time. Priorities. Priorities matters. We talked about this this last week. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 says this. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Pay attention to this part. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Man, for this next year, I want to be prepared for what God has for me. I want my family to be prepared to step into what God has for me next. I know that God is a, is, is a good enough father. He's, he, he loves us enough that he's not going to give us something that we are not ready to take, that he can't help us through. I think part of the things that I need, the part of the things that we need is the, is the challenging of understanding when he wants to teach us a lesson, and it starts, I believe, with his word. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 says this, Jesus is being tempted by the enemy, and he responds to the enemy by saying this, he says, no, scripture says, 
people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. As we're in the beginning of this, uh, this new year, and as many of us are on diets and we're looking at micronutrients and calories and sugar and everything else that you're looking at, we realize it's important what you put in your body. You can't, you can't live off of just Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets, even though they're delicious, and waffle fries. That's not a good way to live, right? You gotta have some greens, you gotta have a salad. You need to have some kale. I hate kale. Kale sucks. We're gonna put that on the next Coastline shirt. Coastline, kale sucks. You'd buy that. Um, it's important for you to put nutrient, good nutrients into your body. I believe the same is true when it comes to your spirit, man. I think that, that, that we are not just flesh and blood, but there's part of us that, that is eternal. There's a spirit portion in us. And I think that we've got to be able to feed that portion of us on more than just what we get out of social media, what we get out of Facebook, and what we get out of the news. Based off of what we get off of, of TikTok, there's got to be a part in which we feed our spirit, man. I believe that starts with the reading of the word. Psalms chapter 19, verse 105 says this, says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. I think it's funny how, um, man, I'll tell you what, if you ever want to check to see if you're saved or not, just wait till you walk through your living room in the middle of the night and you stub your pinky toe on your coffee table and just see what comes out of your mouth. There's a lot of, mm, mm, whoo, right? It's tough. There's something about light, lighting your way. It's extremely helpful in life. In this uh, new year, I've... Um, I really enjoy spending time on the back porch uh, around a fire. And uh, I've been back there. I've been doing some grilling and stuff like that. And the back part of our property is, is very dark. I don't know how many times uh, that I've, like, tripped over the stairs or, I've, like, I'm, like, walking, home, walking back into the house, like, with food. I'm, like, about where the food. And uh, everything changed when I stole one of my kids' headlamps they got for Christmas. Poor Ben. He ain't been able to use that headlamp all, this whole week yet. I stole it, and that thing is, there's something fantastic about this headlamp that will just, like, shine, like, help me not trip on anything, help me not stumble on anything, see where the dangers are. I think the same thing is true for God's word in our life spiritually as we go into this next year. I think that many of us, part of the decisions that we're making, part of the things that, are, that we're about ready to get into, we need light to be shed on it. And I think it starts with the reading of his word. So the first thing I think is important for you to understand to, to, to our, the thing that you need to know when it comes to understanding God's word is you got to make time for it. You got to spend time in your day. You got to make it a priority. I promise you it's worth it. The second thing that you've got to do is make a plan. You can't just make time for it. You also have to make a plan for how you should go about it. Strategy, I think, is important. Um, you know, I, I think about many of the core people that we have in our church, musicians, the musicians that were up here, man, don't we have some fantastically talented musicians here at Coastline? Man, they do a great job. But I think of the people that we have, we got uh, musicians, I got a really good friend, he's a, he's a builder of homes. And I understand that, that when it comes to his job of building houses, plans are incredibly important. If it wasn't for a plan, he's not, get, he's not doing his job. 
He's not getting to where he needs to go. He's got a certain amount of time that he's got to put everything together to get this product, to be able to deliver it to a customer. And if he doesn't have the right plans in place, it'll never happen. He can't just go day to day and and wing it. The Bible talks about the importance of plans. This this idea of of, of uh, having a strategy together in the book of Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. This is Jesus speaking. He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds his house on solid rock. Though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise, the wind beats against the house. It won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. The rains and the floods come and the winds beat against the house and it will collapse like a mighty crash. I love what the message version says about it, though. It says this. It says the same verse in the message version says, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. How, uh, they're not own, uh, homeowner improvements uh, to your standard of living. They are foundational world, words built to, uh, to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who builds his house on solid rock. I believe that, that this Bible, this, this holy Bible, can be a set of plans to help guide us spiritually in life. And I think that we need to look to him for help us with strategy as we piece the pieces together that God has given us to create what he has for us. I think there's some helpful tools uh, when it comes to this, this strategy that will help you when it comes to, uh, to studying the word, when it comes to, to reading this, this, holy, uh, this holy Bible that we've been, we've been given. Even in the name, one of the things I kind of want to take some tension out with is we look at the holy Bible and we think, man, this is this, is this like, what even does that mean? But if you were to look at the, the core of the Greek of where these words come from, it literally is translated to set apart book. It's, just, it's something that's, that's different, that's beyond uh, anything and everything that you've read before. When you look at the Bible, it's one of the most read books, if not the most read book in the world. It's one of these things that is, is definitely the best seller of any book that has ever been sold. This, this set-apart book that God's given to us. One of, the, one of the things that we need to realize is that there's so many different versions that it comes in. Uh, I meant to bring my physical Bible today, but uh, in preparation of preaching at the sunrise service, I, I, I put everything on here electronically. But I normally at my house, I've got a, a physical Bible. It's the New Living Translation. It's leather-bound. It's one that I, I primarily use when I'm reading. And, and, and the New Living Translation is the one that you're going to hear me preach out of probably 90% of the time uh, when, I'm, when I'm preaching up here on a Sunday. The other version that I use quite uh, regularly is the NIV, the New International Version. These are great. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with the other versions, but these are just the, the ones that I get connected to the most. Having a physical Bible, I think, is something that everyone should have. But we live in a world where you can't carry, you don't carry a physical Bible around with you everywhere. One of the things that we do carry, though, are these little smart devices. I use the Bible that's on my smartphone probably more than anything else. It is a fantastic 
tool. If you've not downloaded it yet, I think we're going to put uh, something on the screen. But you can go to any app store, uh, that you, whether you're uh, an iPhone user uh, or you're living in the, the dark world of Android. We're praying for you. Uh, but if, if you're there, you can go to Google, Play Store, whatever. Psychopaths get their stuff from on apps. I'm just kidding. If you feel bad, I'm sorry. That was, not, that was just a joke for comedic relief. Um, but search version. Or, is the picture up there? I can't even see. Yeah, or Bible, and it should be the very first one that comes up. Now, I can't express to you how helpful this is a tool for you. Because, one, you can log in and you can actually, like, uh, accept friend requests and stuff like that. You can uh, connect with other people in your family. They can see what you're reading. You can see what they're reading. You can go through Bible plans, Bible reading plans together. There's thousands of helpful topics you can do. Uh, this past uh, week, I started a read through the Bible and 365 days plan. Uh, it's something where, it, it, and it's actually cool, it breaks it up in chronological order. But I can hit accept or I can hit uh, request and have people follow me or be a part of it with me, and we can read through it together and even talk through that. It's a fantastic tool. That same app you can use uh, at, uh, here even at church on a Sunday because uh, if you're sitting where you're sitting and you go to the live events part of that app, it'll show you all the scriptures that I'm going to be reading here today in order and any notes that I've put in it as well. It's a fantastic tool to use. Not only that, is it great for adults, there is a kid's version as well that my kids use and love. It's fantastic. You should, uh, if you've got kids on an iPad or kids on a, uh, some type of device, download it. It's, it's a fantastic tool to use. But I think it's good to sit down before you start the day, maybe as you have your coffee, to sit there and, and, and if you wanted to read through the whole Bible in 365 days, it's only like four or five chapters a day. It's, it takes less than 15 minutes. I'm going to tell you, as someone who is, is not a good reader, like, that, I don't even know if that's proper English. Good, yeah, a good reader. I'm not a strong reader. Like, this is something that's incredibly easy to do and you should do. Now, if you're at a place where, like, Brian, I just, you know, I haven't read anything since high school, I, I think there's still opportunity for you. The Bible says this in, in Romans chapter 7, or Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, so faith comes from hearing... That is hearing the good news about Christ. Here specifically it's talking about the importance of sharing testimony. The stories of what Christ has done in us. But I also think it's important for us to understand that that even if you have trouble reading, man, there's audible Bibles. Specifically even in that app. I don't know how many times I've gone to get in the shower and I hit play and it plays through my daily Bible reading. I can hear it as I'm getting ready for the day. Sounds like Morgan Freeman is lulling you to the perfect beginning of a day. It's fantastic. I think it's important for us to make make it a priority, but also make sure we understand that we need to set some strategy. We need to have a plan for how we're going to do it and follow the plan. As we start to unveil and talk about the importance of small groups here these next couple weeks, I want to challenge you to join a small group. Uh, you saw Doug this past week. He came up here and talked about how his group, they've gone through the book of Revelations for like the last 18 months. They've been studying it verse by verse. And talking to him today from compared to where he was 18 months ago, man, you can see the change in him as God continues to teach him and train him up. I think the same can be true for us. 
God desperately wants our relationship with him to deepen and grow stronger. But there's times where we don't take the time to hear from him through his word. You gotta make a plan. The last thing, which I think is probably the most important, is we need to understand when it comes to reading the Bible, we've got to make adjustments. We've got to take action. The Bible is not just something for us to gain knowledge from. The Bible is not something for us to just, just to hear the backstory. The Bible has things that will challenge your way of thinking of where you're at now for how you do life, for how you plan your life for the next weeks, months, years to come. I think what's important for us to understand is as we read these things, God is challenging us to make the adjustments in our life to live better than we did last year. James chapter 1, verse 22 says this. It says, but don't listen to God's word. Or, sorry, let me take it back. It says, but don't just listen to God's word. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Man, I, I, I think coming together and doing church regularly each weekend is important. There's going to be times in which I challenge you with something. I say, hey, this is what you should do. Ultimately, it's between you and the Holy Spirit, though. You're at a point where, where some of these things that I communicate to you is opinion. Some of these things I communicate out of love and a hope for you to continue to better yourself as we better ourselves together. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that challenges you to change. But when it comes to reading the Bible, there's no middleman. It's not one of these things where, where you don't have to hear it from a pastor. You don't have to hear it from a podcast or a YouTube video. For you to read the source yourself and pray and say, Holy Spirit, tell me what you want to change in me. That will make your life better than you can imagine. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this. As the band comes up, says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. As we start this new year, um, we've seen videos around of people saying, new year, new me. We serve a God that he knows who we are from the moment we came out of our mama's womb to the moment that our bodies will return to dust. He knows every bit and part about us. But he says that even in the midst of this new year we're going into, the only way that we get to experience a new me, a new you, is opening our hearts and our minds to him and allowing him to transform us. And I believe, as, as much as I love to hear pastors preach, as much as I list, love to listen to, to, to podcasts and watch podcasts, I believe the number one way that God wants to 
transform us. He wants, by the way, he wants to change the way that we think is by us reading and being in his word on a daily basis. So I want to challenge you. I want to charge you that of all the things that you could do in this new year to make this new year the best year you've had so far, this should be at the top of your list. Set a reminder on your phone. Make it a priority. Put a plan together and say, Holy Spirit, show me how you want me to change as I listen to you. Before we end today, I want to read a quote from Chris Hodges. And this is in this, uh, this book, What's Next, that we've taken a lot of this inspiration from. He says this. He says, making the Bible the foundation of your life is not hard. Some people feel resistance because they don't have a theological degree or they don't believe they're smart enough to understand it. Others view the Bible as simply too difficult to tackle, too overwhelming. Some may mismanage their time surfing social media or binge watching Netflix instead of making their time, uh, instead of making their time in the Word the priority that they want it to be. He says, if you remember that reading the Bible is about relationship, not theology or homework or literal analysis, but relationship, then it becomes much easier. Reading the Bible is not an obligation, but a privileged way to access the heart of God. Look for him in the pages, the stories, the poetry, the letters as you read his word. Listen and allow him to speak to you in your heart through scripture, nourishing your spirit, healing your wounds, comforting and instructing you and empowering you for as it says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, the word of God is alive and active. Today my hope is that maybe you go home and maybe pull off of your bookshelf, wipe the dust off of the family Bible and start to spend time in it each and every day. You, you, don't have to, you don't have to read through it in an entire year. You don't have to read through a whole section of it. Just, just start reading a little bit of it. If you're looking where to start, please, I, I, would, love, I would love to help you out. Come to, the, come to the, uh, the, the 9 o'clock meeting that happened next. We will give you some very practical ways and places you can start. But I don't know if you'll do this. Your life will change for the better. You'll change for the better. From the inside from the inside out. My hope is today that as we look in God's word, as we start this year off right, listening and hearing from him, that this will be the best year that we've had so far. That we won't be able to even imagine the provision and protection he's able to do along the way. That he will charge us and grow us to be the men and women he has called us to be. And as we live that out, as we take action in our faith, the world around us will change for the better. We'll experience peace, joy, love, and hope like we never have before. Let me pray for you real quick. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here today and you think, or you say, Brian, I, I don't even know if I have a relationship with Jesus. 
but today I want to start one. I believe that it starts with a simple prayer. You didn't have to come in here today perfect. You didn't have to work the rest of your life out. You don't have to uh, not be struggling with something or even have things completely clean. I believe Jesus came to save a messy world. And he came in a messy way. If you're messy, that's all right. But if you want to enter into a relationship with him today, it starts with prayer, something like this. You can repeat this after me, or if you want to, you can say it to yourself. But it goes like this. Jesus, you know that I've sinned. You know that I've fallen short. You know every aspect of my life. Today I ask for you to come in. I surrender it to you. I say, have your way. Today I declare you as my own Lord, personal Savior. And I thank you for what's to come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Coastline, let me pray for you before we leave. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this new year. I thank you for what's to come. I thank you for the the tension that we're going to feel in the year. I thank you for the things that are going to cause us to grow individually and as a church. God, I pray that you would continue to give us the charge that we need, the energy that we need, the encouragement that we need to get through the tough times. We give you the credit in all the good times. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for the things to come. We say, have your way above all else. Speak to us through your word. And we'll continue to seek your face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.